is Tabby's Tribulations, hosted by the one and only Tabitha Lynn, also known as Tabby. That's me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the pod. Today's episode is an anonymous story that was given to me about going to an adolescent, so ages 6 through 17, psychiatric facility and this person's experience being there. This is not my story. I will be telling it in first person using the word I when like explaining the story because that is how it was given to me and I do not want to change this person's story that's not for me to do so all these details that I am going to be reading are not written by me they are written by this person none of the story is my own okay (laughs) before we start a quick trigger warning there is talk of suicide suicidal thoughts and wait so to set the scene for the story I not I remember, (laughs) was 16 years old and in my junior year of high school, just about to graduate the following year. I had been bullied before in school and had my fair share of struggles with teachers and classmates. I even had a teacher once tell me that year, if you lost weight, the pants would fit better. He even said that in front of my whole class while he knew I was struggling to find the right size of pants. Mind you, at this time, I had already struggled with my self-confidence and body image. (coughs) Excuse me. This teacher also never made a formal apology either. Anyways, let's get back to the main story. So at this time, this day, I was in English class. I had... I didn't have a single issue with his teacher. I thought she was pretty great. I had met her previously in freshman year due to her work with the student council. This day, we were working on a group project in class where each group had to research an author and their inspiration behind a book that they had written. I did not like group project because interacting with my peers has always been super hard for me. I didn't really know anyone in this class well at all either, and my teacher didn't do a seating chart either, so I never really got to know anyone. We were all at our table working on our Chromebooks. Mind you, I was more anxious this year than previous because junior year was the hardest year for me. My group member had also taken some of the work that I had done as well, which pissed me off. I knew it was mine because the info she had taken was really only relevant to my side. It was pretty clear she had taken my work. I had a rushing onset this day of feeling suicidal. It amplified when my classmate ended up saying, I'd rather hang myself. And yes, that was the same one who stole my work. I decided to text my mom how I felt and that I actively had a plan to take my own life. I ended up telling my teacher through tears that I needed to immediately leave and go to counseling. I was in a class on the third floor of my school at the time, and for some reason there were never any counselors on the third floor in these offices, so I walked down the hallway for what felt like forever until I saw a counselor in the hallway. She could tell that something was wrong. It was pretty obvious. I was crying. I was upset. She ended up helping me get my stuff from my previous classroom and get down to the first four counseling offices. 
my counselor was actually not at school this day. Like, go fucking figure. The day that I actually need help and need to talk to someone was a day that she wasn't even there. I ended up meeting with another counselor, and of course, she had someone else in her office at the time, so I had to wait to be seen. Not to mention, I'm pretty sure she was either brand new or in training because she was not a very good counselor. I actually never ended up telling this counselor how I felt that day. I was never able to get it out of me. It's hard to tell someone how you're feeling, especially when you're actively suicidal and you don't know that person. Like, it's hard to tell the story to get it out of you. My mom did end up getting me from school early that day. When she picked me up, she asked if I had a plan. I did. My, we went home. Me and my mom went home. I was shaking and super nervous because I didn't know how the rest of the day was going to go. My mom had to take away all of my medication from me because that's how I was planning to commit. My mom started to talk to my dad asking what they should do and where they should take me. When going to an emergency room to try to get admitted to a psychiatric hospital, it can take a long time. It can take hours or even days for admission, which of course depends on the person's severity. Uh, but, so we decided not to go this route because it would take a while. My dad told me to take, my dad told my mom <laughs> to take me to the crisis center run by my therapy center. So we ended up going there and it was extremely intimidating. The process was extremely scary. When you get there, they run a metal detector over your body to make sure that you don't have anything in your possession that you aren't supposed to have, especially things that can harm you or someone else. After they cleared us, we were escorted upstairs to a little office. A lady was in the office wanting me to talk to her. Of course, like that's why we're there for me to get help. I, again, did not want to tell this random lady what was going on with me and what I was feeling. But I did end up eventually opening up to her after some convincing and help from my mom. We then walked to another room with pale blue walls, a chair, a coffee table, a window, a rocking chair, a TV that didn't work, a shelf of random books and toys. It was in this room that I did end up making two people cry that day, my mom and the woman working. During the crisis center intake process, I was scared. I didn't know what they were going to do with me or what was going to happen. I honestly can't remember most of what happened that day because I was extremely out of it. Now, you may be wondering if you don't know what a crisis center is. A crisis center is a place that someone can go if they do not know where to get help for like mental health issues, if they don't have a therapist, if they're struggling with substance use, or if they just need immediate support. Anyways, back to the story. There were a bunch of questions that were asked to me, mostly relating to my mental health, but honestly, I can't remember most of them. I'm not sure what, what the question was or how I answered it, but whatever it was, I ended up making that lady start crying, the lady that was working there, start crying because of what I said. Before I was admitted, they took my vitals, so blood pressure, pulse, oxygen, respiratory rate. They also took a urine sample and a breathalyzer. I was supposed to take a breathalyzer, as well as they took my weight, height, and temperature. 
Then came the question anyone needing psychiatric care has to be asked. Can you be safe if you go home? And do you have a plan to actively take your life? I answered no to the first question because I knew that if I had gone home that day, I would have seriously hurt myself in some way or another. And I answered yes to the second question and shared what my plan was for committing. There was then talk on finding a hospital that had a bed because obviously I couldn't go home. I needed more serious help. For obvious reasons, I will not share the name of the hospital. The crisis center did what they needed on their end and contacted the hospital, giving them details of my current mental state so that I could be admitted there. My dad ended up staying in the crisis center with me at this time while my mom went to go get me a bag of clothes, a fuzzy blanket, and a stuffed animal to take with me to the hospital so that would be more comfortable. Shortly after my mom returned, the transport ambulance arrived. I had to say my goodbyes and I love yous to my mom and dad as I got onto the stretcher. I was in the ambulance with a paramedic who was very friendly and even asked what type of music I wanted to listen to and played it for me. As we arrived at the hospital, I was loaded out of the ambulance and into the building through an elevator. It was a really locked down unit. The paramedics loaded the stretcher so that I could get off, lowered the stretcher so that I could get off. At this point in time, we were at the nurse's station. One of the paramedics chatted with the hospital staff and handed them my bag of clothing. It was an argument whether or not they were going to let me keep my stuffed animal, but eventually the nurses decided that that would be okay and I was allowed to take it. They were still trying to figure out which room to put me in at this time, so it was all a waiting game. Eventually, they did find me a room. I had to switch my face mask because the one I had on was metal. You know, like the regular face mask that had like the metal going here? Yeah. They did not allow masks with any metal in the unit because we may try to self-harm with that metal. So it's not allowed. When we got to the room, it was another lengthy process of fully being admitted to the psychiatric hospital. They asked me questions, some related to depression, anxiety, and how I was feeling, if I had tattoos, and if so, where were they? How long have I been feeling this way? There were also questions on whether you followed a certain religion, so that if they did, they could provide you with religious material that you may want or need. There was also weight, blood pressure, and pulse taken once again. Skin checks are something done to assess if you have harmed yourself in any way before you arrive to the hospital and see if any of those wounds may need attention. The skin gets checked after changing into the hospital gown that they give you. As the hospital does not allow you to wear your own clothes for the first 24 hours within arriving. During this time, I also had to receive a COVID test because this was during COVID time. That's also why I had to wear a mask. The test did come back negative the next morning. You are given toiletries, water in a styrofoam cup with a straw, a blue hospital blanket, crayons and coloring sheets, as well as a pencil. It was very quiet while I was waiting for the nurse to come back after this intake process. I know at one point I needed to walk around, so I went to the day room to get a snack. I got some applesauce because the dinners that they had left over did not look very good. 
Did you know that we were not allowed to have utensils in our room, even if they were plastic, because they feared that we would self-harm with them? I don't remember much of that night, but the next morning, the staff came in to tell me it was time for breakfast. They did this every morning. Sometimes you were able to get up before it was time for breakfast to read or mess around or do whatever you wanted. When I was told it was time for breakfast, I put on my shoes and headed to the day room once again. One thing I remember very clearly was that I still had my shoes in the morning, which was odd that they hadn't taken them yet. Usually they do take shoes right away, but they did end up taking my shoes later on, even though they had no laces. You're not allowed to have laces in case you do try to harm or commit with them. Anyways, that morning I managed to eat a little bit of breakfast and I did make some friends with the people around me. We were able to watch lots of movies, see therapy dogs, have individual times with doctors and nurses to talk about our emotions throughout the day. We were allowed to listen to the radio over the unit, read books, play basketball, and at one point there was even karaoke. Over the course of my time there, I did attend groups geared to help me with what I was going through and my emotions. There was an occupational therapy group where we got to make art and another group geared for learning about being more open with our feelings. In my time there, I learned ways to manage anxiety, be open with my emotions, and I learned about healthy coping mechanisms. I miss lots of the people that I ended up meeting there. I enjoyed the teachers that were there and how they didn't discourage me because I was taking longer with things than others. I hope that this story will help people who may choose to go to the hospital for their mental health so that they don't get discouraged at all by those around them. I know that not everyone has a positive experience when getting this kind of help, but my hope is that we can change the mental health care system to be better and more helpful for everyone. If you or someone you know needs immediate crisis services in the state of Colorado, go to the Colorado Crisis Services webpage. Text TALK to 38255 or call one 844 4938255 For the National Suicide Hotline, please dial 988 if you are in the US. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so glad that this person trusted me with their story and trusted this platform enough to share it with you guys. It's so important to know that not all psychiatric hospital experience have to be scary and not all of them are negative it can be a really positive environment and positive experience for someone who's seeking help or needs mental health support if you or a loved one is feeling suicidal tell someone and get help because you are important you matter your life matters thank you so much i'll see you next week